0: Welcome in to the From the Loop podcast, live from the loop in good, great old, great old, good old downtown Chicago with Matt Melbisette. I'm Tim Stevens. Matt, hey. how are we doing going today?
1: We're uh, going doing good. Oh, okay. How okay. are you going doing?
0: I'm Nah, man. I just, I just confused myself. Yeah. I said doing two weeks ago and I said going last week and I wanted to have a little fun co- combination and uh, yeah, actually I think you got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think that was fun. I was going to say, we didn't stick the landing, so no. I appreciate that. Uh,
1: stick it. All the judges are saying 10. Woo!
0: You know what gymnastics, their scoring is like absurdly hard to yeah. get like like a, I don't know how to scale, like a 10, like a 9.4 is absurdly hard. It's,
1: it's like, points are so specific in gymnastics. Yeah. And you know where I heard that, where I learned this? Was earlier today on Sports History with uh, Gina Seoli and Alana U- Uarte. They talked about that. Yeah, they talked about gymnastics. Uh, what are Gina the odds? went to the uh, national convention. Gina's the uh, news director here at Radio DePaul Sports. Um, her show with Alana, Sports History, where they discuss a lot of kind of iconic moments in history, was the show of the week this week on Radio DePaul Sports, and uh, yes. airs on Thursdays from three uh, thirty to
0: four. Yeah, good show. And, uh, we pro-programmed it. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Marketed it, promoted it, yeah. promoted it. There we go on hey, Instagram, found it. found it And social media. Um, we have a Facebook now that is active after two years or so. So if you're not following Radio to Sports on Facebook, do that and Instagram as well as obviously the the top deck. I, I'm like trying to think of cool phrases, and they're on the tip of my tongue. Sure. I'm struggling.
1: It's hey man, it's late. Sometimes this happens.
0: I just had a coffee too, though. Whatever. Twitter's the, the golden egg. So go follow us on Twitter, mm. Instagram, Facebook. Um, we also have a podcast network now, so we're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Shameless plugs. Boom. Matt, we did a uh, two episodes ago. Yeah. We we made a bet, and we both agreed that both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, neither would sign by the next time we recorded. Yeah. As it turned out, Manny Machado, <laughs> so the coffee gargle. <laughs> yeah. There it is
1: again. Yeah. We have great, you know... Equipment, incredible equipment and an incredible podcast room with uh, great audio. But the last time we recorded, the day of the recording, uh, Manny Machado signed. Yeah,
0: and then as it so happens, a week later, we're full circle and Bryce Harper signed. On the day of a recording. What a great, I think they were just waiting for us to relaunch this. I think so too. Season two of the From the Loop podcast. So yeah, Bryce Harper to the Phillies, which four months ago was everyone's... Prediction. Yeah. And it only took four months. Yep. 13 years for $300 million, $330 million. crazy. No opt-outs. He is going to be a Philly until he is too old to play anymore or he's an old free agent that no one will want because that's what baseball is doing now. Yeah. So 13 for 330, initial thoughts.
1: Holy cow. Holy cow. Uh, That's A, a lot of money, and B, a long, long, long time. Um. By the time that Bryce Harper's contract is up, I will be... Thirty-five years old. Oh, that's just <laughs> terrible. How, I didn't think of it that way until you said that. I will be, uh, uh, hopefully, a grown man with a, a a home and a dog, and and you will also Good. hopefully be a grown man with a home and maybe a dog. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I would say maybe a dog. A dog, definitely. Maybe a home. We'll see. about I don't uh, know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. That's true. Maybe we'll be paying rent still. Who knows? Journalism uh, doesn't pay oh, well. Yeah, no, neither is film. <laughs> so it's tough for us. Out here. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is crazy ballistic nutso type of money. This is $330 million. It's the biggest contract in baseball history um, by like pure raw value. Um, So the Giants also offered him a 12-year deal for $310 million and the Dodgers were willing to do four years at $45 million a year. Um, You know, it makes sense to me that he took the 13 years. That's guaranteed for the rest of your career. Like you're making top-tier money. Um, versus, like, the Dodgers thing would have him done in at age 30, and then it's a little bit tough to get this kind of uh, guarantee for the rest of your career-type money.
0: See, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that he did sign with Philly, and it was only because, like we said, it was such, like, a book it kind of thing. Yeah. Bob Nightingale from USA Today, he wrote an article, November 7th, headline, Bryce Harper will sign with the Phillies, you can bank on it. Yeah. That was four months ago, so... It, the Phillies, we've seen for the last three years or so that they're going to have a lot of money for 2018-19 free agency. So watch the Harpers and the Machados, and everyone talked about it for years. So yeah. I was hoping by the time three years rolled by, no, something changed and other teams, a couple teams stepped up. Almost. The Dodgers and the Giants were in it, but we talked about with Machado, the highest earners in California for income tax, they pay, uh, I think it's 13%. So. Yeah. 10 year deal Machado's gonna pay $39.9 million. Bryce Harper's would have been more. Um, I was disappointed that he went somewhere so obvious and
1: then it took four months. Yeah, it four. We had to go through this whole charade for him to go where he was expected to go at the beginning of free agency, exactly.
0: (laughs) And you know know what's also annoying is this the Nationals offered him 10 for $300 million, the team that developed you and. There's no loyalty in sports from the team perspective. We've nah. seen this in NBA especially. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not mad that he didn't stay with his hometown team, but it took an extra 4 months for him to get 3 more years at an average
1: annual value of $10 million per year. $10 million a year is is like we're not anything. Now when you're making 330, yeah. or 300 already what he would have made. Yeah. So it, he's going to be making average money uh for the like average money for a starter in the MLB over the last 3 years of his career.
0: Yeah. Basically. And this deal is going to be front-loaded, too. So I, I really—they haven't released the—no one's reported I should say, the figures yet. I would yeah. be curious to see at those last three years what he's actually making because we're talking about average annual value is $10 million, yeah. but compared to the Nationals' offer, it might be less. Yeah, He might be getting $35 million these first couple of years.
1: Yeah, it might be structured so that the Phillies have a ton of money on the backside of this contract to build a championship-contending quality team— Around an aging old Bryce Harper in his, his waning days. And
0: he'll be old and like you said, and that they, they might want to trade him at that point. We don't yeah. know. Thirteen yeah. years is a long
1: we're we're gonna have dogs and maybe houses. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully jobs, <laughs> prayers be. <Oof>. Uh, <laughs> woo. Uh yeah, man. This is this took a long time to get to. I'm glad it's I'm glad this whole stupid thing is done. Um we had to deal with this and Machado. Machado wrapped it up a week ago and and now we're here and, and Bryce is wrapped up as well.
0: Yeah, and off of this point, that was our key for the week. Four things you need to know. Uh, I think this is pretty relatable to Bryce Harper. Yeah, Nolan Arenado, he got a contract extension from the Colorado Rockies. The deal is, it's kind of weird. So yeah. reports were eight for two hundred sixty million dollars, but twenty six million of that is included in his twenty nineteen salary. Okay, and that was what he got through arbitration. He asked for thirty million dollars. They settled at twenty six. So really the deal is it's only seven years for $234 million. I say only, but it's still a lot of money. Yeah. Um, my question is, did the long free agency waiting periods of this year and last year as well, is that something you think motivated Arenado to just sign as soon as he could, or is this a lot of money? He was like, I like Colorado, I'm going to take it.
1: I think probably hey, this is a lot of money. I like Colorado. We get to extend my contract. I get to stay where I'm at. I don't have to move. I don't have to go through that whole process and look man 230 million 260 million if if we're not counting what just goes into this year's salary is holy crap that's a ton of money <laughs> they it, I mean the Bryce Harper thing is 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 uh, Bryce Harper since the time he was 16 years old it's been looked at as the chosen one and the next yeah. superstar of the MLB Nolan Arenado has been a little bit less hyped but has been stellar over the last few years and deserves every bit of this money I I mean I don't think Arenado was going to get if he waited to free agency. I don't think he's going to get into the same ballpark as Machado and and Harper. But hey, man, it works.
0: I wouldn't been. I would have been really interested to see him reach free agency. Yeah. Because the White Sox were a team that went uh 0 for two. Yeah. Really over for one. I don't think they were 2-in on Harper once the the numbers were escalating up there past three hundred uh, million dollars. So they were somebody. Third base is kind of a need for them. I would wonder. How much they would be willing to pay other teams that mm-hmm. uh, like the Padres? You know they're rebuilding, but they're they're jumping into the fray because they they're gonna sign this guy and be good at some point.
1: Yeah, they got the number one farm in baseball, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, top top farm system, spe- exactly. So there's gonna be other teams. Those rankings change by the years yeah. as those guys make it to the big leagues. I would have been curious to see how Arenado would have been perceived, especially because he he plays at hitter friendly park mm-hmm. in Coors Field. Yeah. But we will never know. However, for the fun comparison's sake, of course, this does have a an after effect. I I don't know the phrase again. I'm struggling with cool phrases today. It's all right. English. Tough. <laughs> um, yeah. how this affects Chris Bryant. Arenado is only twenty seven years old right now. Uh, he's gonna be twenty eight in April. Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant just turned twenty seven. Chris Bryant, when he reaches free agency, is going to be 29. Chris Bryant and and Arenado are are pretty comparable players. Yeah, We have a whole bunch of stats here. Do we we throw these out there? Throw them out there. All right. Fangraphs has their own way to uh, calculate war, wins above replacement. So six seasons, Arenado's is 25.3. In four seasons, one injury riddled one. Chris Mm -hmm. Bryant played 102 games last year, 23.1. So two less seasons right there. Arenado has a career average of 291, 346 on base, 539 slugging. Chris Bryant, 285 average, better on base at 385, less slugging at 515. And that's the 186 Arenado home runs to Chris Bryant's 107. He missed the part of the year, like we said, but it would still have been way less. Um, Arenado's won six straight gold gloves, four-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger. Bryant has an MVP and two All-Stars, but he's going to be 29. Yeah. The year after, really he's going to be, I think it's after the 2021 season. Yeah. The year that contract starts for Chris Bryant, his next deal, assuming he doesn't get an extension, he's going to be 30 in 2022. Yeah. Is inflation just going to naturally get Chris Bryant more money than Nolan Arenado? Or There's no way he could get a lot, right? I don't
1: think so. I I, I think Bryant will be in that $200 million range. I don't think he'll jump over the top of that. I mean, when you're 30... Eight years is maybe as long as a team will be willing to sign you to to bring you up to thirty eight years old when your contract expires, and likely it'll be more like six years, to, especially depending on his last two years before the contract or his last year before the contract. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll get into that Arenado type money just because of how old he'll be when he hits free agency. It's
0: just you see the the Jake Arrieta was like thirty one, and yeah. I, I don't think Jake Arrieta was ever going to get 200 million dollars he showed signs of regression before reaching free agency in Mm -hmm. 2017 Chris Bryant I think still has another level to get to when he's healthy he's easily a top three if not top five if you're not feeling so generous first uh, third baseman he can play all around the field Arenado can't but it's almost like the the way the Cubs manipulated his service time where he didn't get called up till two weeks into or a week into the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. They got an extra year on his contract, so instead of reaching free agency at after 2020, 2020, it's after 2021. So we we've seen bad contracts for players in their 30s, and now yeah, after those have been dished out, like Albert Pools, terrible contract at the time. Yeah, 10 year deal for him when he was already past age 30. That looked dumb then, and now it's rearing its ugly head. There's no way with how baseball is doing things now that someone's going to offer a tenure deal.
1: It, yeah, it, it feels like teams are getting smarter, in, in, and it's not just in baseball; it's in every league. It's teams are just getting smarter, especially with their money and with kind of gaming the system and getting as many players for good contracts as they can.
0: And that's not to say like Chris Bryant. For all we know, and I, I would I would put m- more better than fifty percent chance. So yep. yes, to no. Deep into his 30s, he'll be a productive player. Yeah. Because, like I said, he can move around the field, even if he starts regressing at third base, first base, left field, whatever. But I just so, I find it so hard to believe that the way baseball is trending, he's going to get a fair contract. And with how Scott Boris, his agent, takes so long into the offseason to get these guys signed, yeah. it's going to be brutal. Yeah. And the Cubs, I would we think that he's going to come back to Chicago? It's almost like,
1: ugh. yeah, I, 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 I would expect that he's going to get a longer contract offer from someone in the AL where it's a guarantee that sure. he has the chance to play DH in those kind of waning years, um, unless an NL team wants to bank on rule changes. <laughs> um, but, I, it, you know, it's, it's hard to be an effective fielder when you're like late into your 30s, especially with Chris Bryant, who bounces around the outfield sometimes. It's... It, for somebody who's not exactly known for their speed, that's only going to deteriorate more and more as he gets older.
0: That that AL thing is a good point, though. It's uh, it's it makes sense. Like, yeah, it, if if he were to sign there, that adds a couple years to his career. Yeah, I think Dawson Cruz is like thirty eight or thirty nine. Yeah, hit thirty plus home runs last year. He's still fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk anymore about baseball and free agency. Sure. It's four months too long. Uh, moving on. Next thing you need to note. This one was, like, the weirdest news I've seen.
1: This was the craziest thing I've seen all day.
0: Just scrolling through Twitter and, oh, Jason Witten is unretiring to leave the Monday Night Football booth where he was bad to return to the Dallas Cowboys
1: for, is it, 17th season? Something way too long for football players. Football players should have, like, eight years. Um, Yeah, no, Jason Witten is out of the ESPN Monday Night Football booth where he was not just bad, but I would say very bad. I would say maybe terrible. Yeah. He'll be back playing tight end for the Cowboys next season as of now. God knows if he'll re-retire. Um I think the Cowboys really really needed Jason Witten last season. Um and it it really showed. Their offense struggled a lot and I think adding Witten to the mix after that Amari Cooper trade would actually maybe make them not atrocious.
0: It's it's going to be his, his 16th season. But he's going to be 36. He is 36. Thirty-six year. I mean, how many thirty-six year, thirty-six year old tight ends have, have there been as top receiving targets? Like, have you like besides Tony Gonzalez? I don't know how long. Tony Antonio G- Gates. I guess, but Antonio Gates is even like he still has the good hands. That guy is just.
1: I, I mean, it, it, by saying Antonio Gates is a top receiving target, I mean like he had twenty-eight and thirty receptions in his last two years. I so mean, why
0: why are you motivated to do this as a Cowboys? Why why do you want a thirty-six
1: year old tight end to come back? I, uh, if you're the Cowboys. God knows. I don't know. It's the Cowboys. <laughs> it's the Cowboys. Yeah, the front <laughs> office is terrible. Um, if you're Jason Witten, you were probably going to get pushed out of that ESPN booth regardless, and you need a paycheck, so might as well go play a little football.
0: $3.5 for a 36-year-old tight end. The Cowboys. This Whatever,
1: is, man. It's crazy.
0: Speculation. I guess this is like a throw-it-at-you throw it, throw it question. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see replace him in the Monday Night Football booth?
1: Ooh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's people who have been saying you have to at least ask Peyton Manning. Oh yeah. I don't know if Peyton Manning would do that.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning would be a good like ESPN counter to CBS's Tony Romo. Um, also
0: Tony Romo, people said it's the the apple hanging above them, the the temptation to pluck him from CBS. I, I don't think he leaves CBS. Um, top duo already over there. Man, I don't know. I like to see Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner does radio yeah. for uh, Westwood yeah. One, and he is—he's solid. And I don't know why he's—I mean, radio is like people still need it, but yeah. throw him on the big games on TV. Throw it on. Okay, next one. Um, one of these weird things that makes news, and we're all kind of just like, okay, sure. NFL Combine. Kyler Murray got sized up. They did all his measurements. He's five ten and an eighth of an inch, and two hundred seven pounds. Apparently, you and me talked about it. He's gained like twenty pounds since the fall.
1: Yeah, he, I think he listed at one ninety or one eighty, um, and he's now two oh seven. And then they measured his hands, and oh, they did the hand measurements today. What do hand measurements tell you? Uh, I think very little. Um, I mean, <laughs> it, it, if, it, if if you've watched tape and you see that they can hold the ball and throw the football, a hand measurement should do nothing. Um, but. Man, do NFL scouts and and people on television love to talk about hand size. Do you know anything about what is a good hand size? Uh, I believe it's like over nine and a half is good, um, or like whoops at like average NFL quarterback. Um, and I think people that are above ten is like when you get into that. Like Brett Favre crazy hand size that just wraps around the entire football. We're just palming the ball, yeah. Like your Kawhi it. Leonard type <laughs> hands type, type stuff.
0: All right, so uh, I was going to say Kawhi, Kawhi Murray, yeah, Kyler Leonard. Uh, Kyler Murray hand nine and four, four, nine and a half inches. So your remark was nine and a half, and he's yeah. at it, not over it. It's at fine. It.
1: It's fine. That's an average hand size. Great. A lot, of, a lot of people
0: bash his height, and you,
1: you had an interesting stat about batted ball percentage or something. Yeah, he didn't have a very. High percentage of batted balls, and and that has a lot to do with the way that Oklahoma used him in their offense, is they a lot of times wouldn't keep him behind the offensive line. They were very creative in moving him in the pocket, and look, if you have a quarterback that moves as well as Kyler Murray does, who throws on the run as well as Kyler Murray does— Moving him out of the pocket and getting the pocket moving with him is a great way to kind of throw the defense off of their feet, kind of keep them on their toes, not sure what the deal is, if he's going to run it, if he's going to throw it, where the routes are going. And it also kind of restricts the ability for people to get in his grill and bat him down. But Kyler Murray has a really high release, so it shouldn't be an issue anyways.
0: He's a center fielder, you know, he was the ninth overall pick by the Oakland A's, and People are worried about his size in the pocket. The guy has an arm. Yeah, he's got a hose. He's got a cannon back there. Yeah. And you know how you would bet at ball percentage. I think you put it perfectly. Also, if you're if you're as mobile as Kyler Murray and like a dual threat option, I think. I mean, and obviously, this sounds dumb and uneducated from a football take, but wouldn't you want to get him out of the pocket most of the time anyway? Yeah, a dual threat option to maybe run in and take the the yards or. Throw it if someone's open?
1: Yeah. As, as the NFL moves more and more towards these spread offenses, and especially this is uh, uh, very specific, but the way that the NFL sets up the hash marks.
0: Okay. They're different
1: than college, right? They're, mu- they're narrower than college. Oh. So it's going to give him more space to move after the line of scrimmage. With uh, with college, they're very wide, and it's so that college players with less of an arm can make these throws to the sidelines, these out routes to the sidelines. The NFL, they're closer together, and it gives you more space on each side of the field to move. I mean, he's just going to have more space to move outside of the pocket and make these throws. I can see some coach who's a very progressive offensive mind would probably be able to take Kyler Murray and utilize him very, very well into an NFL offensive system. Well, Clip Kingsbury, yeah.
0: when he was at, was it Texas Tech? Yep. He he said I would take Kyler Murray number one overall, and of course, as fate would have it, he gets hired by the Arizona Cardinals, who have the number one overall pick. Yep, but it seems I don't. Can can you really surpass like pass up the chance to take Josh Allen from Kentucky, Nick Bosa from the Ohio State Buckeyes? You
1: can't pass up the chance to take Nick Bosa if you're the Cardinals.
0: Who's the the Alabama? There's obviously always Alabama defensive prospects. One Uh, of their D linemen, Quentin Williams. Yeah, I was gonna say Quentin Richardson, which is. Oh, nope. when um, a young basketball player.
1: Yeah, no, it's Quentin, uh, Quentin Williams is the number one defensive tackle out of uh, is it, Alabama. Uh,
0: defensive stud yeah. lineman is the safer bet, no? Not that Kyler is not a safe bet, but no, yeah, you e- can't go wrong. E-
1: Cardinals already have Josh Rosen, who is a, a stellar prospect out of UCLA from last year and was a a semi-pro-ready guy coming in who probably should have spent more time developing behind Sam Bradford, and then the Cardinals realized, wow, Sam Bradford's really bad. <laughs> And put Josh Rosen, threw Josh Rosen into a fire of a mix of the worst play calling in the NFL and also one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, and Josh Rosen just got picked apart. I think one year with Cliff Kingsbury and Josh Rosen in a revamped offensive line and a, a coach who knows how to use David Johnson uh, at least halfway efficiently. Uh, what we saw from Steve Wilkes last year was a lot of just inside runs to David Johnson and very few screens or tosses or outside zone runs or anything where he's catching the football. It was kind of just a waste of David Johnson's talents. I I don't think they take Murray number one overall with the defensive talent. that's at the top of this uh, draft class and with the defensive deficiencies that the Cardinals have, you cannot pass up on Nick Bosa.
0: They also threw Josh Rosen his debut, like with three minutes left in the fourth quarter against the Bears. Horrible. It's so like here's Mack in your face, and you're three minutes left to lead a comeback. Horrible.
1: It, it they they handled him so poorly last year, and I, I think that's a big reason why Steve Wilkes got fired.
0: This was also he was one and done, right, Steve Wilkes?
1: Yeah, he was one and done. He, I mean, he should have probably gotten more time than that. Um, and we, <laughs> yeah, that's a, 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 a an issue in the NFL with uh, minority coaches. But no. I <laughs> he just didn't do a very good job with how the offense was handled he was also a defensive-minded coach right? yeah fully defensive-minded coach and it just doesn't make sense to bring in a defensive-minded coach when you are kind of trying to rebuild your offense around a a early first-round draft pick quarterback definitely and then i i
0: think is it it a stretch to think kyler murray's a a top 10 pick people are saying to the the
1: jaguars maybe because i think he's absolutely a top 10 pick i i there's a five pick though uh, yeah, I think he can be a top five pick okay, if good. if somebody wants to reach out on him. I think he's one of the best. I think he he might be the best quarterback in this draft class. I just don't think that quarterbacks should typically go as high in the draft as they go. You know, um, I he look watching Kyler Murray play um, was even more impressive than watching Baker Mayfield play the year before. And Baker Mayfield's maybe the best college quarterback I've seen in a long time. So I I, I think Kyler Murray's really really special. He has just ridiculous arm talent he makes great reads he's he moves incredibly well he's a smart guy and 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 he's i don't know man he's just really 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 good
0: you know me Dwayne haskins ohio state i, I like yeah. to see that i would like to see him in new york just because uh saquon barkley and obj haskins or murray haskins well yeah. either or i guess you can't go wrong but haskins would be cool
1: i think haskins needs to go somewhere with a an already set offensive line and new york does not have that no <laughs> all right Fourth thing you need to know,
0: Nick Foles is not tagged, not franchise tagged by the Eagles. Robbie Gould was tagged. The Eagles said we've spent a lot of time discussing this internally and with him, a.k.a. Foles, and we've decided to let him become a free agent. It's hard when you have someone who is incredibly available to your organization at the most important at the most important position in sports. Uh they talked about his playoff wins. They went on to call him and this is uh Philly's Vice President of Football Ops, Howie Roseman.
1: They yeah. talked about him being like a top 15 quarterback. Is, is Nick Foles a top fifteen quarterback? I think he rides that Andy Dalton line. I think he's he's above that Andy Dalton line, but he's 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 darn close to it. Andy Dalton line is typically like considered the line that you can win playoff games with. Line you can win playoff games with. Andy game. Dalton
0: can't win a playoff game.
1: Andy Dalton cannot win a playoff game. Nick Foles can when he's on great teams. Um, <laughs> I think Nick Foles is 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 he'll still be in the league next year. I don't know if he's. Top ten, I think he's definitely top fifteen. I think he straddles that line. When he's on, Nick, Foles, look, Nick Foles will take any chance and will make any throw. He will, he will not think twice. He does not hesitate. He just throws. Um, where do you think he lands? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks.
0: All right, I'm gonna go. Let me scroll through a quick list of teams. I mean, I think looking at this this mock draft of like there's teams in order, the Redskins would be yeah. something maybe with yep. with uh,
1: Alex Smith probably never coming back.
0: Yeah, they're talking about a career injury, injury with that nasty leg injury. Um, it's horrible to watch on TV. Yeah, and it's, just, it's tough because Alex Smith was actually playing pretty well for them. Yeah. Um, who do the Texans have? No, that's uh, Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah, they're fine. Maybe Oakland? Oakland could be something. Why would you go there for Nick Foles, though? I was I was thinking
1: Miami. That's uh, think, also a good one. I think Tannehill's gone this year. I think they're going to re- move on from Tannehill, and uh, I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. I think... Miami is, is dumb enough to always be going after these, going after like, uh, fringe guys, kind of thing. Fringe guys, veterans that have established themselves, but are established to not be great. Um, yeah, exactly like Jay Cutler. You uh, took it like, the words out of my mouth. I was thinking they they don't ever draft somebody. Since they don't have Tannehill. Yeah. And, and Tannehill got paid so much money and with no, like, promise. Like, he didn't look great. Uh, yeah, I think the Dolphins is his landing spot.
0: I would say this. This is the year they're picking 13th to maybe do that. A Nick yeah. Foles kind of guy because I don't think Drew Locke is an answer. Nope. You, you want to kind of either get Nick Foles in there for a couple of years, which would hurt your draft position to maybe get a quarterback in future years, but... I think this yeah. would be the year to do what they always do.
1: I, I think at 13, you can still get a quality player, and it, it, there's no shortage of quality players in this draft, and the Dolphins have a, a, a shortage of quality players. So you can, <laughs> you can get a quality player at 13 that can help build your team out, and then you can bring in Nick Foles, who's above-average quarterback, who can probably get you a couple wins this year. Okay, go and maybe beat up on Tom Brady again. Ha-ha, <laughs> out-joking. Right. Uh,
0: and then Robbie tag that ends the Bears' pipe dream of bringing him back. Um... I guess we didn't. This deserves more time than we're going to put into it. But the Bears have had like five kickers since they unceremoniously released Robbie Gold. Yeah, Connor Bard, Robert Roberto Aguayo, Cairo Santos, Mike Nugent, and Cody Parkey. It just bad. You, what was it? What did you say? You couldn't believe when you saw they got rid of him. Yeah, I was Robbie in Gold?
1: a I was in a lift when I heard it on the uh, on the radio and. <laughs> I, I laughed. I was so shy. I was like, What is the point of this? What are you doing? Why? They've reaped what they sowed yeah. for uh I
0: guess three seasons now really. Cody Parkey cost them maybe a playoff win.
1: If you have a decent kicker, you cannot let them go. No. It, he was
0: it, he was more than decent even though he was playing decently. Yeah. Because he was kind of bad at the time. Yeah, he, he had a
1: he had an off end to that season and they let that influence their decision. Look, the Packers I think are a prime example of this is is Mason Crosby's had a few had an off year, and there was a lot of chattering. Like, I, I remember this, yeah. 2012, 2013 of, like, we should maybe get rid of Mason Crosby. This should be the end of Mason It was Crosby.
0: more recent, I thought, too.
1: Yeah, I well, I mean, it, after that Detroit Lions game where he missed five in a row. all oh, this ch- year, too. There right? was there's chatter of, of, now Mason Crosby's done. Kickers can last until they're 45 years old. Adam Benatarri has been in the league since before I was born. Yeah, man, South Dakota <laughs> kid. Let him play. And uh, we talked about
0: before Mike Nugent, who was – yeah. did I say he was with the Bears? Did I just say that right?
1: I don't – Hey man, don't I I'm not the best listener. I don't I don't internalize <laughs> everything. Uh I don't think you said he was with the Bears. I thought he was with oh, was it
0: oh wait, Mike Nugent was. I was thinking of Matt Bryant. Matt Bryant's the old uh, older kicker. Yeah. All right, with that, that's a good time to move on. We do a fun segment every week. We've done a shot or no shot where we pick kind of yes or no possibilities. We've done your Zion update and now Zion is out, Zion Williamson after destroying his shoe. <laughs> um <laughs> That's been a little bit. That was about a week and a half ago. So to avoid re- repetition, yeah. NBA drama this week in NBA drama. We have the the duo, the dynamic duo on opposite coasts now. Yeah. Not in the the great city of Cleveland. Shout out to Gina Cioli, uh, LeBron and Kyrie. What do you think? Start with start Le- with LeBron. LeBron is left and right calling out his teammates. He he questioned if. Not yeah. anyone directly. If basketball is not your number one priority, then what are you doing? Yeah. Um, on inside the NBA on TNT, Shaq's like LeBron is used to having good shooters around him, and
1: like yeah, this team that Lakers team is so poorly constructed. Uh, Magic Johnson is a terrible GM and is a a dummy who <laughs> who has gotten by on on being an NBA GM because of his past legacy and not because of any moves he's made as an ge- actual general manager. Um. Yeah, this team is constructed so poorly for LeBron. LeBron thrives off the dribble, drive, and kick-out type of system, and we've seen him win championship after championship with that kind of system. And, man, the Cleveland Cavaliers last year were not very talented, and they, are, I would say, are less talented than this Lakers team, but the fit is what let them be successful.
0: And people are not questioning whether LeBron's going to make the playoffs. I was talking to our favorite uh, live game director, Abbas Hadwala. He says they're not going to make the playoffs – the Lakers and I'm like look he said he only made it in recent years like last year because the East was so bad I'm like mm-hmm. well he got a top spot in the East because it was so bad Yeah, we're not talking about a top spot we're talking about the 8th seed now Yeah, LeBron's
1: like 3 games 4 games out of the playoffs do we really think he's not gonna take them to the 8th seed I think I mean the options are get to the 8th seed get swept by the Warriors or just not make it I, I I don't know which one he gets I don't know which one even uh, I, which one you want Yeah, I, I don't know um yeah, I, it's. I also think the LeBron calling out his teammates thing is very funny. Um, on like February second, he was. Uh, have you heard about this? He was like producing on the Two Chains album, and he posted to his Instagram story about like him being in the studio with Two Chains, and like there's a picture of him like writing in a notebook, like writing a verse. Um, and then he it was this was at like 11:40 at night, uh, and then the next the next night he took the game off for load management. Um, <laughs> It's hard to... I love LeBron, but that is so... <laughs> bad, man. It's hard to get on board when also
0: you're sitting on the bench with a glass of wine in your hand. I heard that was... I know he's walked into the arena with wine, but yeah. I heard he also sat on the bench with a glass. Cannot confirm that. Space Jam remake. It's just hard to... He he said he's not just out there for business interest, and he's still a great basketball player, and he loves basketball, I'm sure, but you can't go calling out people and then do stuff like that. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Um, Let's go Boston, the great city of Boston. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Celtics with versus without Kyrie. Their last six games with Kyrie, they are 0-6. They've scored 106.7 points per game. They've allowed 119 or so. And assists per game are about 24. Okay, the last six games without Kyrie, they've won every game, 6-0. and 0. 114 points per game, so about eight more. They've only allowed 101 per game, 17 less. And assists, 28.8. So every category... Without Kyrie, the last six games compared yep. to the last six without him, or with him, I should say. Without him, they're doing way better the last six games. Yep. There's a great photo I wanted to show you for podcasting. We have LeBron frowning upon Kyrie, <laughs> looking at him yep. intently in an angry fashion. Yep. And now it's Kyrie, and I don't know if you can see, Jason Tatum.
1: Yep. And Kyrie is frowning and looking at him very intently. Uh, the old heads hating on the youngins.
0: And you were talking about, I don't think Kyrie can ever win a championship. You talked about how you've always. I'm, you know what's funny? Yeah. You said you've always hated on Kyrie, and I was
1: trying to think, like, I remember now. Yeah. You have always hated Kyrie Irving. I've never thought he was very good. Like He's a bucket getter. He's an automatic bucket every time he gets the ball, but he's not. You, he can't win a championship as the best player on the team. It's just. The way that he plays basketball, the way that he influences an offense, it, it's not championship basketball. And and you watch the Celtics team, and you s- see it is when he's in the game, he disrupts the flow of that offense. Every The end of every possession ends in a Kyrie Irving shot. It, it The offense flows through Kyrie Irving every single time, and players look a lot more lethargic when Kyrie's on the court because you're expecting, oh, Kyrie's going to take the shot.
0: It's almost like Cleveland won a title with LeBron and Kyrie. Yep. Because together, they're so great that it's hard to top them, right? And because LeBron was the primary ball handler. But now, they're not together, and they're both struggling. Yeah. And that, it's just dumb to say, because Boston's actually in the top playoff spot. Like I think the fifth seed at worst right now. Yeah. And I mean,
1: LeBron made it to the finals without Kyrie. So it, it, exactly.
0: it's fine. But it's like, they're, they're both without each other. It's almost like they were together, and they helped each other. And Kyrie wanted to go his own separate way. He wanted to be the guy. And... Now he's kind of seeing, wow, this is what it's like to be the guy, what LeBron had to go through. It's like
1: LeBron shielded him for a while.
0: And now it's like they, they it's almost like they need each other. Yeah, man. P- people have said like, well, Kyrie's even said, I called LeBron, not, I don't know if he said to apologize, but to like, clear the air. Yeah. Um, Kyrie's a free agent. People have said, I wonder if he goes to the Lakers to be with LeBron. That would be the dumbest thing ever. You t- request a trade out from LeBron, you come back to him. I think he's going to New York.
1: That would be interesting. Uh, I think him and Katie are New York bound. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, 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 and especially in an offense like uh, Brad Stevens runs out there in Boston, it's dependent on a lot of guys getting shots and good ball movement. And Kyrie Irving just kind of stifles possessions. Uh, he, he can get a bucket whenever he wants it, and he can fill it up, and he can get you 40 points a game, but it's not how you win championships. It's, 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 it's fun to watch. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he's a great basketball player, but he doesn't pass very well. He doesn't play defense particularly well, and that's outlined in their points per game. It's like Boston is the one team that, that
0: you know, Kyrie Irving's a great player. He'd make any team better. Yeah. Boston's the one team that if you took him out, I don't think they would skip a beat. No. They're so team-oriented. They yeah. have so many pieces that could help them get buckets and make defensive plays. And yeah, Kyrie Irving's great, but it's almost like if you take him out, how good could the Celtics be?
1: Yeah, and, and you see it in the way that the other Celtics play when Kyrie's there versus when he's out. Like, specifically Terry Rozier is, like, when Kyrie's not playing, Rozier gets 30 minutes, and he doesn't force things, and he's patient, and he takes good shots, and he looks smart, and he makes his shots, and he's not terrible. When Kyrie plays and Rozier's coming off the bench, he when he gets in, he fires three shots in a minute, and they're never smart shots. They're never good shots. They, don't, they stall the offense it's people are looking to get their shots and get their shots in whenever they catch the ball because they know Kyrie's got to get his shots too. I got to try and get mine. It 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 just kind of ruins the offensive flow and it just doesn't fit with this team. And Boston as a result
0: might not be the team we thought they were. Nope. That's I'm, a good point to end it on, I think. Yeah. All right, you listen to this. Was the ninth episode? We're almost at double digits, Matt, of the From the Loop podcast. Um, We are now on the uh, the iTunes store. I don't know if I said that already. I think I did.
1: Apple iTunes, Apple op opcasts. Well, (laughs) yeah, cast popcast.
0: Get get this podcast wherever you listen. Uh, It's really cool how we're on there now. That was kind of a long time coming. It took too long. That was. Me being...
1: Tim made a, a, an image.
0: That's all it took, apparently, to get the podcast on Apple. They just wanted me to have a photo. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. That's just the most little amount of work that I <laughs> needed to do and wouldn't. Uh, so go listen to that. Stay tuned for more good content. And we have a sports ball podcast coming. Yeah. With the official NBA basketball. Yeah. And another Radio The Sports podcast, presumably coming by at least... the end of the quarter i would hope
1: oh we hope oh we hope
0: it's going to be great it's just a matter of people and a lot of coordinating a lot of coordinating a lot of moving parts but it's going to be sick so stay tuned for that and once again thanks for listening to the from the loop podcast